This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, friends. I am He-Man, and I want you to read along as we listen to the adventures of the Masters of the Universe. Get ready for a lot of fun and excitement. Now, let's start. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! As the adage says, you give a poor man a fish and you feed him for a day. You teach him to a to fish, you give him, you give him, and no, no, no. Why don't you yank me, loser? Hey, it's Paul Rudd. Paul, uh, tell me what it was like uh, playing Ant Man. It was cool. Oh, thank you, Paul. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Don't bogart that joint. I do. I've been running Pass it over to me. My, uh, your my audio is... machine is freezing up. Yeah. Oh, the culty guy. Just pass it around. Call me the host. It'd be better if you didn't suck. And now, two guys who don't know what they're talking about, our feature presentation. I mean... Standing O! Guys, this is, uh... Wow. This is disturbing. Huh. Look at this. I'm hitting buttons and not... I mean, I just have to restart. Oh! There's oh, something. now it works. Sure. Oh, okay. Getting a phone call. Someone to help? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chewie's there. We're going to be Chewbacca fine. worked, but there was like a three-second delay. Well, he cusses. Okay. All right. Well, I'll restart that. I, that was a. Uh, it's a run no through. That's why we do the run through. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's why we rehearse. Exactly. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's a brand new Kevin Abicho. It's Friday morning, the sixth of September. I'd like a do over on that open, man. I mean, I'm willing to try right now. Do it again. Well, it's not going to work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work. Kevin, I imagine that you are a guy who probably left flaming poop on somebody's doorstep, right? I mean, it seems like on brand for the Kevin it's we know. very on brand. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. remember doing that, but I, if someone had uh, evidence to the contrary, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't argue much. <laughs> yeah. You certainly TP'd, right? Oh, all the time, yeah. All the time, yeah. So, I mean, it's really just one step Remember we further. were TPing and the neighbor put the gun to my head? Yes. What are you doing? I was holding toilet paper. I said, what does it look like I'm doing? Why do you have a gun to my head? Good mm-hmm. God. So, I didn't do the flaming poop, maybe because the gun. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Well, there's a poop story in the news. This is a 49-year-old man who had a falling out with a friend. 
Apparently, according to the man, he says that his friend had borrowed some tools but did not return them. And uh, he thought he was gonna he was gonna handle it. And the way he did it was he went to a wrecking yard and retrieved an old airbag out of a car and then packed it into his former friend's toolbox in the back of his truck. Oh, and also uh, packed the toolbox with dog poop. Oh. So I don't know okay. how, how it worked, but apparently when the guy came out to open his toolbox, the airbag exploded. Oh. And then the dog poop went everywhere, okay. all over the dude. That was the plan. That mission was his, accomplished. Mission accomplished. That was his intention. I don't understand how you could get an airbag to do that. I would think you would need some sort of some sort of heavy-duty uh, trauma or something to make the I airbag explode. I don't know either. But anyway, so... Uh, get in this open... car, sir. Don't ask questions. <laughs> just get in the car. <laughs> all right, drive really fast into that wall. <laughs> so he opened up his toolbox and he just blew the dog poop all over him. This was, uh, again, a former friend. So he went to court, and he got very lucky. The judge did not sentence him to jail, just probation. Um, the man said, I guess the right way would have been to get a police officer involved, is what he told the judge. But as you can see, with my history, I'm not psyched when I'm calling the cops, unfortunately. He has 14 previous convictions, oh. by the way. Oh. Ten felonies and four misdemeanors. Oh, why? So he's not the guy most likely to call the police for help. Mm-hmm. So he said, I took it upon myself rather than be violent like I could have been. Then he continued, you know, on the street, that's the way a lot of stuff is handled. With poo? Apparently with dog poop. <laughs> Your Honor, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> I mean, really, that's what he's saying. He also pointed out in his defense, by the way, that there's a thousand videos of people doing the same thing on YouTube. He said he was not trying to hide the fact that he had made the toolbox poop device. He did not think of it as a crime. He said it was just meant to hurt his ego to get him to give me my stuff back, like a wake-up call. So he's arguing not a crime. Hmm. What do you think? Is there, does he have legs to stand on? Does that sound like... I mean, are we, are we sure that's a crime? I mean, it, I don't... It if sounds... he broke into a car... He didn't break into a car. The guy's toolbox oh. was in the flatbed of his, of his mm. pickup okay. truck. Okay. Broke into air. I, I mean, he did um, open his friend's toolbox. Yeah. yeah. So Is that code? Tre- trespassing or something? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, a uh, judge said, uh, no. You, he said, people go to jail for building explosive devices. He was not having any of it. He said it was, a, you know, it was a stupid choice, a stupid decision. And as I said, they gave him probation. So he is, uh, and he also has a bunch of restrictions, by the way. He's not allowed to manufacture any more destructive devices. So that's really going to cut into his free time. Right. What's he going to do now? What's what's he supposed to do now? <laughs> well, that was a uh, miscalculation. He also, by the way, pled, look, I have a I have a terrible driving history. I don't have a driver's license. He says, uh, I have 14 convictions, including several for meth. It's very difficult for me to get a job. Cut me, cut me a break, Judge. And I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not, the probation only. not Why send this guy back to jail? He's got a tough enough life. But he kind of... Sounds like he brought some of it, at yeah. least some of it on himself. I'm surprised yeah. the judge went so, what seems like, lenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for a Just guy Just because he was in so much other trouble. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, I mean, if you hadn't thought of it before, airbag plus poop apparently sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm going to do more research on that. <laughs> okay. That, no, no, I, I think this is a, no? an exhaustive s- okay. yes, service that we provide. Let you know, like, how exactly it, it blows up. Like, there's... I'm curious myself. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm on it. I thought you were going to look into the legalities of it. And I was like, no, no, no. Make it ridiculous. Okay. I want to find out how to make poop explode. <laughs> okay. Right. Let's talk about today's Kevin Abicho, shall we? All right. I'm going to hit this button and we're going to hope it works. I don't even know that I can talk yet. I'm so upset and shocked. 
Sweet. Okay. That was pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, things you saw in the Next Door app. Oof. Things that always seem to be wrong in movies. Little pet peeves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're big. Some, most of the time they're just tiny little things, but... A lot of movies get them wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? And there's a lot of things specific to one job that you would notice Absolutely. that no one else would Absolutely. notice. Because I sure notice some stuff <laughs> that no one else would notice. I'll tell you who gets driven the most crazy is lawyers. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's never, ever, ever like it is. on. Well, first of all, you can't settle any case from start of trial to finish in 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you do on TV. So they got to cut some stuff. But yeah, there's a lot of procedural stuff that, that just drives lawyers crazy. Doctors, too. Doctors sure. are like, you can't do That doesn't work. Absolutely. Uh, also, we've got your tickets to see Tool. Nice. We have Keep It 100. And we have comedian Anthony Chesselnick. Love him. In hey. studio. That's coming. Great haircut. <laughs> <laughs> we will uh, take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. This is the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. On a Friday, by the way. Don't forget that. Friday. Allie's here with our first look at what's happening. Bean, refresh my memory. You saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. True. You liked it. Yes. You thought it was too short? (laughs) Uh, It was about 40 minutes too long. It uh, would have benefited greatly from some editing. Okay. Okay, now I remember. Uh, This story story might, uh, might shock you, Bean. At the beginning of August, once upon a time in Hollywood actor Nicholas Hammond, he played Sam Wanamaker in the movie. He claimed on a podcast uh, that director Quentin Tarantino was considering a four-hour Netflix version of the movie to make room for some of the many scenes and appearances from famous actors that got cut out of the theatrical version. This movie, to me, seemed like they left in every second of footage. (laughs) A four-hour Netflix version. That's insane. That's nuts, right? Yeah. I think... I agree with Pete. I loved it, but it certainly could have been shorter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, um, look... He's one of the great writers and directors Agreed. of all time. I, I I recommend people see the movie. I enjoyed it, but um, he seems to be it seems to be tough for him to cut. Yeah. Well, he already has um, a four hour Netflix miniseries version of Hateful Eight, so it seems like maybe this this is becoming what what he's doing. And Brad Pitt has now made a similar claim. Confirming to the New York Times that Tarantino has, at the very least, talked about expanding Once Upon a Time into a miniseries, to which Pitt said that it was an arousing idea. Oh. Which is a strange way that's of saying, yeah, that yeah. sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's an arousing idea. <laughs> but a miniseries would be, what, shorter, like an hour each for whatever. Yeah, it's a four-hour Netflix version. So, yeah, you would think... I think it would be better to easier to handle that way. A digestible, Thank if you, you will. That's what I was yeah. looking for, sure. Yeah. There you go. Um, the AV Club article throws a little bit of shade with this. It would theoretically... <laughs> words are hard. <laughs> it would theoretically give us all a chance to see some of the stuff cut from the movie, like James Marsden's appearance as Burt Reynolds or the continued humiliation of Bruce Lee. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, AV Club. So there you have it, Bean. Uh, there's about four hours where they could show a lot of the stuff that was cut. Have you Excellent. seen it yet, Allie? I haven't. You going to? Yes. Okay. Just, I'm very busy. You know me. Yeah, I mean, sure. you gotta be. You gotta be home when the Postmates guy shows up. You have all that stuff to do. Well, I, I'm the one that determines when the Postmate guy shows up. True. 
I'm the one who knocks. That's just weird. <laughs> all right. Uh, fans of the Howard Stern Show, all too familiar with the host's distaste for air travel. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like getting on a plane, you guys, but he's going to have to brave a cross-country flight next month as he jets off to L.A. He's got to celebrate the opening of Sirius XM's new Hollywood studio complex. He's going to be there October 7th, and that will mark his first broadcast from the West Coast in 20 years. Wow. That's crazy, right? Yeah, he does not like to leave New York. No, it'll be his first show outside of New York in 15 years. Wow. So at least he was like, yeah, I'll do a show from Connecticut or wherever it was. But (laughs) (laughs) he is not leaving New York and definitely not coming to the West Coast. But... That was a, I was at the Cure concert, and the girl next to me was really short, and I was like, she can't see anything. That must suck. But on an airplane, when you're tall, those seats are not made for tall people. Yeah. That's Small the only place we win. perfectly in there. Yeah. We oh, you're saying that's planes. probably why he doesn't travel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's what so is he, tall. six, three, six, four, six, five? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think he's around 6'5". Um, that new uh, Sirius XM uh, studio looks beautiful. You know, our friend Cat Corbett works there. Mm-hmm. Sluggo works there. And I've seen a lot of pictures of it. It looks state-of-the-art, man. Yep. I mean, we're still dumpy it's like this place. But there are, <laughs> there are places that are upgrading. Yeah. Well, in, in February, Sirius XM completed their acquisition of Pandora Media. Um, $3.5 billion deal. So I feel like they've got some money over there, you guys. Or they did before that. Or, yeah. Or, no, (laughs) they have no money. So this was quite a shock yesterday. Nicki Minaj took to Twitter. It's time to shut it down. Time to leave the business. She announced yesterday that she's retiring from the rap game. She wrote, I've decided to retire and have my family. I know you guys are happy now. To my fans, keep repping me. Do it till the death of me. In the box. Because ain't nobody checking me. Love you I for life. I don't know what any of that means. She's but... saying until she's dead, her fans, you got to keep representing oh, for okay. her because nobody's checking for her outside of her fans. So you got to keep her name alive, yo. Thank Dumb you. question. Mm-hmm. Is it not possible to be a musical artist and also have a family? No. Oh, you know that. Okay. Yeah. They right. banned that, what, like eight months ago? Was that oh, I did the law, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I sure see a lot of other people who mm-hmm. seem to be able to pull it off. Yeah. I don't I don't know much about um Nicki Minaj has a, a rabid fan base. People love Nicki Minaj. But when you say things like nobody's checking me, like it kind of seems like and saying I know you guys are happy now, like she's getting back at people that don't want her there by saying this. Which yeah, is I can see that. Kind of odd. Nicki, you've got a huge fan base. Mm-hmm. Maybe just play for them. No mm-hmm. need to worry about the other people. Sounds like somebody's been reading too many of the internet comments. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's, it's, uh, Just in general. It's not what you want. You guys went to Scotland. Yes. You, uh, yeah. you were looking for the Loch Ness Monster. Correct. Mm-hmm. You shot in the water? We had guns. With guns, yes. Maybe. On a yes, boat? That was yes. ill-advised. Such idiots. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know that scientists who conducted a large study of DNA samples from the famous Loch Ness in Scotland suggested yesterday that giant eels may be the source of monster sightings over the year. They found no evidence of previous floated possibilities. Sharks, catfish, sturgeon, and dinosaur-era big old things. Clearly dinosaur. 
But they did discover that Loch Ness is home to lots of eels, so much so that the sheer volume of DNA was a surprise. They were shocked at the eel DNA in there. I don't (laughs) think that deserved a bell. Um, But if you really want to believe that there is a monster in there, Mm -hmm. this researcher did offer a little bit of hope. Listen to this quote. There's still a lot of uncertainty in our work, says researcher Neil Gemmell. I'm going to take you, give you a second to take this in. The absence of evidence isn't necessarily evidence of absence. Whoa! So you can't what you can't prove a negative. Yeah, is what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Neil Gemmel, like that is deep AF. Yeah. The wow. absence of evidence isn't necessarily evidence of absence. I mean, I. I'm pregnant from that quote. That is yeah, just... Same. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good but stuff. I mean, how big is this eel that they're saying? I mean, because eels are pretty small. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to mistake an eel for what we commonly know as the Loch Ness Monster. I, I assume if there are so many different types of eels and mm-hmm. bigger eels, they're maybe... They're suggesting there's a, mo- a, a huge... There could be a monster eel. Here. Oh my God, is it really that big? I mean, If sir, it was that big, we would have hit it with a gun. You'd think. Right? Yeah. Or a bullet, whichever comes out. God, that was a dumb thing for us to do. <laughs> Kevin's just throwing the gun in the water. Is that how it works? <laughs> oh, some birthdays for you. Jeff Foxworthy, Rosie Perez, Roger Waters, Michael Winslow, and Idris Elba. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's uh, just a coincidence that we happen to be playing a Linkin Park song right there. And we all know what happened to our friend Chester Bennington. Uh, we are getting ready to head into a uh, a week of awareness of mental health. I think it's, uh, is it National Suicide Prevention Week? Is yes. that what it is? Yes. Y- getting ready to begin here? Yeah, this next week. And uh, it, it's still, uh, even though it, it is a uh, a disease or a symptom or a syndrome that has come out of the shadows in recent years, it's still shocking to me how many mental health problems there are in this country and people who don't talk about them. The National because- Institute of Mental Health says one in five Americans... In any given year, not necessarily, you know, think of killing yourself, but have Mm -hmm. mental issues. Mental health issues, right. And as I said, it's come out of the shadows to a certain extent in that it is, uh, you know, and I think there's a lot to be done with the social media. I think a a lot of the stigma is off for many people, but not for all. And I think that's why this uh, I think that's why this program that we're airing this weekend here on K-Rock and on intercom radio stations across the country is a great thing to even introduce more people to the idea that. There's no shame in feeling the way you feel, and there's certainly no shame in reaching out for help. So this program that is going to be airing uh, this weekend, we're going to let the host of the show tell you about it. His name is B.J. Shea, a guy I actually know. He's the morning radio DJ for 99.9 KISW, the rock of Seattle. <laughs> wow. And he joins us on the phone right now from Seattle. Hey, P.J., how are you, buddy? Uh, being good to hear from you, man. Thanks for having us on. It's a, it's, it, this is a great topic, a great subject, and I'm, I'm so happy that you guys are bringing light to this. Yeah, me too. It's called I'm Listening. Tell us what you can about it so that we, we make sure people check it out this weekend. Well, this is this is this is a. I, I love what this is. This is one of the most unifying things I've ever been a part of because we've got folks from all walks of the entertainment life, sports life, uh, uh, music life. Everybody has, has just seemed to say yes. We want to come together. We want to make a statement, and that is that it is okay to not feel okay, and you are not alone in this. 
it is so surprising, I think, for anybody who has any kind of suicidal thoughts or anybody battling depression or mental health issues, it is so surprising to those folks going through it what a large group of humans they're a part of. And yeah. I say it's unifying because, I mean, guys, this is something that when we do the show and we take calls, everybody from every walk of life, and no matter how much money you make, no matter what ethnicity, what your culture is, what your gender is, how you identify, everybody knows this, whether they feel it or they know somebody that's going through it. It is amazing, and we are not as alone as we believe we are, myself included, who I have gone through the therapeutic process, so I know what it's like to feel like I'm alone and then find out that, no, there's a lot of people just like me, and there's a lot of support. A, lot, a great deal of support, yeah. Now, BJ, uh, knowing you as I do, I'm concerned that you're going to be fielding these sensitive calls. Please tell, tell me you're going to have some sort of medical professional on site as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate here. Here in Washington State, uh, we've got the University of Washington, which is so well known for the behavioral sciences. And uh, we have Dr. Ursula Whiteside, who's a licensed clinical psychologist and the CEO of NowMattersNow.org. And this is the third year that she's co-hosting this with me. And frankly, all I do is say, Hey, Ursula, what do you think about what just happened, what a performer said, what a caller said? And she is just amazing. She's an expert. Also, she has been through this herself. She is a survivor of suicide herself and then basically turned her life towards this mission of making other people know that they're not alone. And she's got a Ph.D. And uh, so she she knows this from experience. And she's an, uh, she's just an incredible expert. That's and great. I think it's so important, too, that you're going to have um, personal stories from musicians and celebrities that we all know from Blink-182 to Disturb to Lizzo because I think hearing from people that you think, oh, they've got it all. They've got an amazing life, it's amazing a career. Decision. They have no problem. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Everything's great. To know that every single person can be affected by depression and anxiety and any mental illness I think is very important for people to hear. And Allie, that is a great point because you, when you when you bring light to it, you just don't know how it can help somebody. And you brought up Blink. Those guys just tweeted out, of course, that yesterday was the 19th anniversary of Adam's song, yeah. which is very impactful to this subject we're talking about. And then on Twitter, this dude responded and said, you know what? This came just in time. I've been thinking about hanging myself with my belt. Wow. I'm tired of trying to survive, tired of money bills, tired of depending on money to make happy memories. I think I'm just tired. And then the folks that monitor the Twitter account for I'm listening and radio.com, they responded, said, hey, man, you are not alone. This is something that a lot of us struggle with. And the person was so happy that somebody reached out and made them feel oh, this man. way that they're like, man, thank you. Because just a little bit of help and kindness, he said, really goes a long way with me. And that's a person that, I mean, you know, if we're not here doing what we're doing, I don't know where that person would be. Yeah. yeah. I got to tell that's you, we all spend a lot of time on Instagram, on Twitter, on everything, sort of putting out like this is the, the best. This is the best life that mm -hmm. I'm living and everybody should want my life. We spend a lot of time doing that. We don't spend a lot of time talking about mental issues. Yeah, it's so true. And, it, it, you know, I will tell you this, the, the, the upside for all this, because obviously if you've lost someone to suicide or if somebody is just going through such, you know, terrible mental health issue, issues, obviously that is it's a tough, tough thing. The beautiful thing of all this is that in this day and age where we are so fragmented and we are so socially cut off and the, the political climate that's out there, 
This actually is the one thing that everybody can relate to. And it doesn't matter your philosophy. It doesn't matter your religious belief system. It doesn't matter how you identify. This is something that everyone can go, oh, yeah, I know this. And wait a minute, I'm not alone. I'm mm. part of a giant group. And in a way, it's a beautiful, unifying thing. This, uh, this program is called I'm Listening. It's a live, ad-free broadcast. It's going to be this Sunday at a very convenient time for most of our <laughs> listeners, which is 7 a.m. on Sunday morning. But, BJ, I'm sure that we will make this available on demand through your radio station's website, mine, across the intercom platforms, right? Yeah, as a matter of fact, imlistening.org even has, like, the past ones that we've done. So you'll, there's, and, and also full interviews. We'll have truncated interviews that we'll present during the, uh, during the program, but the full interviews will always be available, as well as the full broadcast from this year, uh, like you said, as well as the last couple we've done. So there's plenty up at imlistening.org for people to stream live, go to radio.com, whatever, that they'll get, they'll be able to get plenty of stuff. When in Seattle, be sure to check out BJ Shea. He is terrific, you guys, at 99.9 KISW. Thanks for uh, jumping off your own show to come on ours. Have fun this weekend, and we appreciate the effort, BJ. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. You bet. Thank you. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Let's talk next door. Oof. You guys know what next door is, right? It's I have Ring. Is it the same thing? Uh, well, no, it's a it's an app um, that you basically you have to apply for your neighborhood, mm-hmm. and you get accepted into your specific neighborhood. And it's a a way for neighbors to kind of connect with each other. It's a crime watch thing. It, it has turned quite <laughs> uh, quite crime watchy. It's a way for them to like keep people safe. Like say, hey, um, just to let you know, my car was broken into last night. That type of yeah. thing. It could be used for great stuff. Everything from Oh, my God, my dog got out the other day. If any of you seen him, then you post a picture and people are like, oh, my gosh, that's a dog I've had in my house for two days. His name's Jimmy. Let me give him back to you. Or, (laughs) hey, found these keys on Oak Street. Do they belong to anyone? Did you drop them on a walk? Oh, my God, I've been looking for those. Great. But it also turns into, oh, I've been seeing this guy on a bike every day this week going up and down our street. I think he's casing the street. And then some guy will write back and go, I'm exercising. That's me. Like, everyone just calm your team. I do it every day because that's how you should exercise. That's how you exercise on a bike. I will tell you, Allie, because Ring has the exact same neighborhood feature. So uh-huh. I know exactly what you're talking about now. I will tell you that most of the posts that I see are people who freak out mm-hmm. if somebody is in front of their house. Yes. If somebody is in the public street in front of their house, yeah. they are convinced that that's a person who's coming in to rob them Absolutely. or burn their place to what, the ground. What percentage of it would you say is helpful versus not helpful? Uh, uh, lately, can I say none? Lately, <laughs> not, not so much. Not much. But I did log on on September 3rd and I saw a thread that floored me. Here is my tweet about it. An argument on my next door feed has resulted in a neighbor Googling another neighbor, finding video of him doing comedy at an open mic night, and posting it to shame him. If you need me, I'll be refreshing that thread until I die. You guys, this was a thread. It's a real thing that happened. About somebody leaving a shopping cart 
on the street. Wasn't me. And who oh, who do we call? Who picks it up? This has gotten absurd. If it's, you know, a homeless person shopping cart, you don't want to take the stuff out of it. If you do, wear gloves. If you don't, shouldn't Garcetti be doing more about this? Who do we call? This, that, and the other thing. But then it got just into argument over arguments. Serious arguments. Of serious yeah. arguments about, um, well, I pay taxes, this is absurd, and then the next person, you need to have empathy for the homeless, and then, oh, you bleeding heart liberals, you're the reason LA's <laughs> going God. to... It's just- By the way, if there's one thing we've learned from the internet comments, on any topic, it takes four or five posts before somebody either mentions Trump or yes. Hitler. Yes. <laughs> it devolves uh, very quickly, even though you're talking about something that has nothing to do with either. Absolutely. I will just say the two people beefing the most um we'll call her becky okay and we'll call him joe and becky took it upon herself after having multiple arguments in this thread with joe to google his first and last name find said video of him at an open mic night so they're neighbors Uh uh-huh but they don't talk face to face. They no, no, only no. go through the only through the app. Door app. Okay. I don't. I don't know anybody on the app that lives by me. Okay. And I don't know if people are using fake names or what it is. But I sure as heck am using a fake name now after All right. this. What's your fake name? <laughs> I can't tell you. Okay. Maybe it's Becky. Maybe it's me. No. So this woman posted a video of him at an open mic night. Yeah, was Joe great? Was he solid? No, he's working <laughs> through some stuff. He shouldn't be yet, though. Stage. No! <laughs> but That's then a cheap shot. It turned on Becky. Oh. Becky thought she was going to get some points. Like, oh, look at Joe. Like, what a, a D-bag. Look Nailed at him. It. Nope. People were like, wow, now I know that my neighbor Becky's an a-hole. Wow, what's wrong with you, Becky? So it changed from everyone arguing about a shopping cart to homeless to Republicans to liberals to we all hate Becky. (laughs) So I checked back. Becky has been removed from our neighborhood app. So I didn't know this. You can report someone and then whoever the lead is in that community goes through it and decides whether they ban them or not. So I clicked on Becky and it says, Becky is no longer part of, and then what my neighborhood is. And I was like, oh, damn, Becky, that was a bad move on you part. You're, first of all, you were a bitch. Um, second of all, they now, her out. now who are you, like, shaming? Where <laughs> they, are you? Probably they, Facebook. They have to make this movie. They just, it's, they have to. It was the most L.A. thing I have ever seen in it my all, life. It all started because Kevin left a shopping cart I didn't leave a shopping cart. Might have me. been Kevin. How dare you? There is a very funny Twitter account that I know you're aware of, Allie, mm-hmm. called Best of Next Door. Amazing. And it is great. For instance, I left the front door open and my beloved Roomba escaped. <laughs> Can't believe I'm posting this, but I thought it's worth a try, is what. Another one. Parakeet. Um, my husband found a dead parakeet in our driveway this morning. If your parakeet is missing, then stop looking for it. It's not coming home. Wow. That's harsh. <laughs> Need to rehome a dog. Small terrier tends to bark a lot. If interested, let me know, and I'll jump over my neighbor's fence and get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's best of next door. But, Allie, please keep us posted oh. on whether Becky gets back into the group. And I'll know if she uses a different name because she is very specific writing. I'm on to you, Becky. I'm on to you. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. So I was watching a movie over the uh, weekend Mm -hmm. and um, it was Angel Has Fallen. 
Mm-hmm. And it's about the head of the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. And he's framed for trying to kill the president. And now he has to fight against the government to get out and clear his name. A lot of stuff has fallen in that series. Yes, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what you're going to get when you go to that kind of movie. You're going to get mostly action. Mm-hmm. Just keep the storyline mm-hmm. out of the... It's a... What do they call it? A willing disbelief of... Suspension, suspension of, of disbelief. disbelief. Right. Right. So you know that this probably couldn't happen, but you're on board because you want the movie to be good and sure. you're you're willing to overlook some stuff. Mm-hmm. So they isolate the president who's in a hospital and they go floor to floor trying to find him and shoot him. Huh. For 10 to 15 minutes. That's a lot of access to the president. Right. And no help from anywhere, anywhere in the government. Huh. Nobody. No secret service. Nothing. Not being guarded. No. No. And five minutes in, you go, I mean, honestly, there's somebody should be coming to the president's rescue by right. now. And then you go, no, 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 I'll just buy in. It's okay. Just, yeah. I, feel, great I, feel like, I feel like there's an armed guard outside a bathroom if the president is peeing. You know what I mean? Just to make sure it nobody does has access like to it. Yeah. So uh, in a hospital? Yes. They, just, they got no one within yes. like, <laughs> like 200 yards of Well, them? the bad guys locked everyone out with computers which is another one of my, Easy. okay okay <laughs> that's another one of my uh my problems with these movies and it's just like you know i can understand five minutes maybe it but at 10 but at 10 minutes you go okay well the president's gonna have some help by now yeah and then the bad guy escapes by landing a helicopter on the roof of the hospital 15 minutes later <laughs> and about 20 minutes later you see a jet fly by like they're gonna do something it was crazy and i was just like come on just keep the storyline out of the way for it's god's sakes mention computers because you watch the blacklist ever yes love it the computer guy whatever his, his name is um they give him somebody's name the little dude he, um the little dude I, I think little yeah. person. No, okay, I don't. Go ahead. No, he's not. A, he's not a little. He's not a, a dwarf. No, okay. there's one on the show. But go ahead. So they give him. They give him a person's name, and he does. And now he's got. Yep. Everything that has ever been available mm-hmm. to that person on the internet. He has a live feed camera into the guy's house. He can show you exactly where his cell phone is right now. Where he's got his car access is. We don't have Bean. You you don't believe that? Again, I'm like just... you go with that as much as you can. You yes. try to dis- you try to just suspend disbelief and go, okay, I'm going to buy it because I want this movie <laughs> right. to be good. The guy right. clicks. He's like, here's his mom. She's in Maryland. Here's a live feed of her kitchen. Right. Listen, I need access to the Pentagon every door right now. Done. What? Done. Exactly. And I and I get that it would be a really boring show if we saw the actual thirty six hours that it would take to get that information together. I do understand that, but there are points at which you just you get taken out of whatever it is you're watching because it's so unrealistic. And that's what we wanted to talk about. I saw an article in the Washington Post yesterday. Um, about things people were writing in, about things that they see in TV shows and movies and commercials that drive them crazy because they're not possible. And especially, Allie, as you mentioned earlier, especially if it's something in your occupation. Oh, yeah, that'll drive you bonkers. For instance, Rob McKinney from Fairfax County writes into the Post. He says, I caught a TV ad during the Super Bowl last year that featured a crowd of bystanders giving a neighbor a congratulatory slow clap as he turned into his driveway in a brand new car. One of the people in the driveway scene was dressed in a beekeeper's outfit. Well, that person had their veil on backward. As Why a beekeeper, was that person in a beekeeper outfit? I don't know. That's okay. a great question, too. As a beekeeper, it was so easy to spot, and it still makes me fume. So here he is, what, 
nine months, eight months after the Super Bowl, he's still fuming because the guy in the beekeeper outfit was wearing the helmet backwards. But I guess if you're a beekeeper, you go, how hard would it be for somebody to ask somebody how to wear a beekeeper outfit? Well, that's the thing. It seems like if it's a police show, they do have somebody from the police department giving them advice. consultants, absolutely. On how to make it not stand out. Yeah. Um, 1-800-520-1067 for things that drive you crazy that you see or have seen wrong in TV, movies, or commercials. Uh, Tom McCarthy, Brookville, Maryland, writes in, whenever someone is playing chess on TV or in a movie or is pictured in a chessboard in a magazine or catalog, I always take a close look at the arrangement of the pieces on the board. <laughs> Often they are arranged in a way that is simply impossible if you're playing chess. In other words, they just willy-nilly just put pieces all over the board. In no circumstances could that ever happen in a game. Oh, I have a favorite one, too. They fight for like 30 minutes and they smash stuff over each other's head and they get full punches in and they fall down a, a flight of stairs mm-hmm. and they just keep getting up and they don't seem to be injured at all. Right. <laughs> 30 minutes they've been doing this, yeah. getting yes. punched in the head, hitting the head with a with an iron, whatever they're doing, and nothing. They just no keep fighting gets hurt. Hey, right. how do you think Peter Peter Griffith and that uh, rooster have survived all these years? I mean, they really go at it. <laughs> Would you like to know mine? Yes, that, um, yes again, very much. It, it goes along with the people from certain professions might notice things no one else does. Like mm-hmm. a doctor is like, you wouldn't use that scalpel or, you know, that type of thing. I did morning news for 14 years. Mm -hmm. I know that when you go to do a live shot, it involves a live truck setting up a huge mast up above the truck. You Mm -hmm. have to tune it in. You have to tune in the signal. Then you plug in the cables. Then you run the cables in. (laughs) And then you can do a live remote. Mm -hmm. However, in the movies... They'll run up on a scene and be up, like, right. let's go live. <laughs> and they push an earpiece into their ear, and all of a sudden they're talking on the it's news. It's magical. It is insane <laughs> to me. So there have been live shots where I'll say, oh, I, I can't get a location from there. Unfortunately, it's too high up, whatever. And they say, they're, we saw it in the movies. They will say, uh, we've seen that in movies. <laughs> you can do it. And now, of course, there are different ways. There are advancements. But no, usually it's it's a process. But I it mean, always now makes they me just, laugh. Now they just FaceTime live to get on the news. Exactly. It is a little bit easier. Absolutely. Speaking of broadcasting, it drives me crazy when a radio disc jockey is presented in a movie or TV show, and he is talking to a caller on the phone, and he is not wearing headphones. They do it all the time. Interesting. (laughs) Can't do it. How many times I've seen that? Happens all the time. Can't do it. It drives me nuts when I see a radio DJ uh, saying, now we're going to play a song that I love, and it's a song he picked. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's uh, unrealistic. Pretty specific. (laughs) All right, 1-800-520-1067. There's some great calls already coming in. Let's start with John. He's in Norwalk, line one. Now, John, I'm just guessing now, but you know something about trains, it sounds like. Uh, Just a few things, yes. All right. right. What bugs you? What bugs you? Okay, so first off, the whole movie starts off bad. They uh, when they come to a hook and they or start taking off, the guy notices that the air hoses aren't laced. Well, the train's brakes run on air, right? And those cars that those thirty-five cars that they're pulling, all those trains, all those cars are set into emergency, which means they're not moving. No matter how hard you tell them, they're not going to move. I've seen in the so, movies they move, dude. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah. <laughs> have. Is this so a specific movie, was, or is this something you see oftentimes when trains are depicted on screen? This a specific movie, Unstoppable, with uh, with um, Denzel Washington. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I like okay. that movie. That didn't bug me. 
Because well, I don't know, know anything trains. about trains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess we're lucky we didn't know that one. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. All right, let's talk to Ramey. He's on line three, 1-800-520-1067. Then we'll take a quick break and get more of your calls on. Ramey, thank you for calling. Thank you, guys. I'm a uh, litigation attorney, and nothing pisses me off more than these impractical attorney movies in which you got the guy talking to the witness on the stand, asking a question. Then he turns over and starts explaining it to the jury. I, I can't even watch legal movies anymore. <laughs> none of it is, you know, none of it would happen in, in life. And it's just so annoying, especially when he makes eye contact with the jury after asking a question and explains it. It's horse crap. <laughs> what about Legally Blonde, though? That's that's pretty real. Oh, that's solid. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. Oh, that was close. That was a okay, close good. one. I was gonna worried you were going to take everything. away our, our legally blood. All right, uh, <laughs> counselor, thank you very much for the call. 1-800-520-1067. It drives you crazy when you see it wrong in the movies or on TV. We'll take more calls next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's take one phone call. We're talking about things in TV shows and movies that drive you crazy because they're so inaccurate it pulls you out of the story. I think we've uh, I think we've hit a nerve. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of annoyed people. Yeah, a lot of of rage out there, including our friend Diego, who, believe it or not, is listening right now as he streams us from the great city of Providence, Rhode Island. Diego, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show, my friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We are good. good. Yeah, happy to hear from you. What what drives you crazy when you see it in a movie? Oh, just seeing the craziness that happens. Uh, So you have DNA splatter from a movie from a victim, and next thing you know, they just take the blood, and then... Two minutes later, they have a complete idea of who it is, and when reality it actually takes months, right? not weeks to do. Yeah, if that, yeah. So they don't just put it in that spinny thing, and then they're like, "Oh, this is this is Jim." That's Jim. That's got to be Jim. That's his signature blue. I wish it worked like that. (laughs) All right, very good, sir. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. One of radio's most popular and longest-running programs, The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Everything okay? Still, no one's hurt. A lot of crunches. How's that possible? <laughs> We're talking about things that drive you crazy. You see them; they're not possible. They can't be happening. They're not realistic. In a movie or a TV show. Even enough that if you want to forgive it, you can't. Yeah, you're just annoyed the rest of the movie. <laughs> From the 714 uh, texting into the Kevin and Bean show here, same number as the calls, 1-800-520-1067. Every time someone bursts through a wall, no studs, really? How is that wall standing? Okay, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, also from the 714, in surfing movies, they always take off on a two-foot wave, and then it turns eight into eight-foot wave, or they start left and they're going right, like Point Break, for instance, all right? 323, I hate the commercials that show people drinking beer at the beach. We all know you can't drink beer at the beach. It drives me nuts, which is a good point. In a lot of places, they don't allow you to drink beer at the beach. You, you still bring beer to the beach. Right. That's <laughs> not people from doing it. Allie, you're getting some tweets as well yeah, on this. Yeah, really funny tweet from Queen VRN, and I think it speaks to Kevin's type of movie. Yes. Big action sequence. You got to get somewhere fast. Mine She's, are the biggest offenders, I think. Yeah. She yeah. says, it drives me crazy when people find parking right in front of a building or in, <laughs> in big cities or find parking right away in movies or TV. Like, there's a rush. You need to get somewhere. Something bad is happening. Then you're like, well, there it is right there where I need to go. <laughs> also from uh, Sean, my friend's family runs a Christmas 
Christmas tree lot all the time on TV and movies. The tree on the top of the car is on the car the wrong way. It needs to be tied with the base of the tree in the front. All the branches would snap if it was put up the other way. See, they don't have a Christmas tree consultant wow, on the set it? of that movie. Like That's it. the type of thing the rest of us wouldn't notice. But if you're in that business, sure, why not? Uh, you want to go to Liz first, El Monte, line sure. three. Morning, Liz. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We are good. Great. What's up? Things that drive you crazy in TV and movies that they get it, wrong. It drives me insane when there's females in action movies and they don't put their hair up. And it's just waving around everywhere in the way. Like, that's so impossible. <laughs> First of all, yeah, our hair's going to be up. We're taking out our hoops, and we're taking off our exactly. heels. And then we're kicking some ass. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But not Especially in that order always. A, no. <laughs> that's a great one. Thank you, Liz. We appreciate it. Let's say hi to Miriam. She's online, too. She is in Glendora. Let's see what she wants to add to the list. Hey, Miriam. Oh, hi. Good morning, guys. Morning. Hey. Morning. Oh, well, I'm in the banking industry for about 20 years, and I hate it when I see uh, public bathrooms in the banks. Oh, there they don't have them? called the nine. There's no public bathroom in banks. Just yeah, that's a good usually point. where the robbers are putting on their masks, putting, mask, putting it down, and then they run out to rob you. There's no bathroom? Yeah. <gasps> oh, man. We have yeah. all learned something today, thanks to oh. Miriam. Appreciate the call. Let's go down to line eight and say hi to Whittier's Stephen. He is in the heating and air conditioning business. <laughs> and let's find out what we're doing wrong in our movies with heating and air conditioning. Hey, Stephen. How are you getting in the ductwork? How are you getting in the ductwork? There's an opening. There's an opening in an office. Yeah, there's an opening. No. (laughs) Either it's filthy. Right. It's disgusting. Right. It's dirty. Mm -hmm. Or it's freezing air coming out. And there's crawling around. And then there's a possum all of a sudden. I will say that the air ducts also are always big enough for a human to crawl through, yes. which seems unusually large for most air ducts. And the, too. the bad guys can shoot guns at them and never hit the person in them. That's never. true. <laughs> you know what? When you get to where you're going, you just hit that register out. You, you know what, you though? You it with a foot and it flies out. Yes. Steven, on Animal Kingdom, they had to do a big heist and go through the air ducts, but they had to dress in really warm clothing because they were going to freeze in there. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, how about that? Attention to detail. Yes. Yeah. Animal Kingdom. What is the I don't know what movie that is, but okay. It's not- <laughs> wow, Steven. It's only a great show. We're talking about movies and TV shows. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. I don't it. know what movie that is. But, <laughs> but why hey. is there always a possum? <laughs> Let's go to Nikki on line five because she's in Mission Viejo and she is a nurse. And I imagine, just like the attorney we spoke yeah. of, I imagine it must drive nurses and doctors crazy when they see what goes on in hospitals. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. What, what do they get wrong all the time? Okay, so there's a few different little things that really drive me crazy when I watch my medical shows and movies with my husband. But the one thing that really bugs me, because it's obviously the most dramatic, that during a trauma or when something crazy happens, patients flatlining. Oh, my God. Shock them. Shock them. No, that's not even a shockable (laughs) rhythm. You do not stock them. You go straight to chest compressants. Compression. So when I see that, it drives me nuts. Turn it off. I can't. <laughs> you so can't it, even get through it. Like most of the time, you can go, okay, that's ridiculous, but I'm gonna hang. I'm gonna hang in there. You can't do that. Yeah, no, because I'm like, if this is fake, what else are they getting? No. Wrong? <laughs> this is well, it may not be nope. a documentary. You know, the whole thing is fake. Those people don't exist. That person's not in any kind of cardiac arrest on the table. He's an actor. 
But I'm invested in this patient now. Okay. Right? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Take so it easy, wants Nikki. the guy to die instead of the Jessica <laughs> present. All right. Thank you for the call. Oh, this is crazy how many good ones we're getting here. Let's talk to uh, Jamie, or is it Heimer, on line two? It's Heimer. Santa, uh, Heimer. Uh, a court reporter. Okay. Here's one we haven't thought about. What's going on, Jaime? This is Jamie, actually. <laughs> I know. We just, uh, we're throwing everything at it today. A little old lady in the corner with, like, a 25-year-old court reporting machine yes. with paper falling all over the floor. Attorneys are arguing. Everybody's getting crazy in the room. And the court is just over barely pressing any keys. Because they, they have that code. They have that extra code that they know. Don't they know what? court reporting? Isn't there typing, like, code? Like a shorthand? Shorthand? They are typing a shorthand code, but if everybody's getting crazy in the room, the court reporter will not just be sitting there barely pressing any buttons. Gotcha. And it's uh, a complete misrepresentation to show a little old lady in the corner, and they always have really outdated equipment. It just... It's not a good look. Listen and I feel Jamie. like Jamie could... Jamie's like, it's always a little old lady, and I'm super hot. Is that <laughs> what we're saying, Jamie? You can say it. I mean, I'm not going to say it, but... It, She's it super but it's hot. True, true, but yeah. it's true. Okay. okay. Strike it from the record. Not every court reporter is a little uh, old lady. Yeah, that's old lady, true. Right. That is true. Um, Jamie says it's not a good look, you guys. All right. I love it. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Melanie Downey, line uh, eight, please, next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Man, we could go all day with this. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Melanie. Hi. Hi there. Things that get wrong in TV shows and movies. Um, when someone is swimming underwater and it's they keep swimming down deeply and they're there for like a minute, when in reality we can only hold their breath for like 20 seconds, I mean, that's true. They do seem to stay down there forever. And they're usually swimming close to the bottom of the ocean with no uh, scuba gear at all. (laughs) They're just (laughs) just diving. (laughs) All right. That's a good one. Thank you very much for the call. All right. Let me close with this, going back to the Washington Post article that started this discussion. Here's a guy named Larry who says he clenches his fists and rails at the heavens when he's watching a war movie and he sees a soldier on a walkie-talkie barking out the expression over and out. He says... These two words mean two completely different things. Screenwriters, please remember, over means I have finished my transmission and passed the conversation over for you to reply. Out means I have finished my message and I am signing off. Using those two together makes no sense whatsoever. Well, can't you be finishing that transmission and then saying, I'm also done with this? No, because if you say over, you're inviting the other person to answer. That's why you so, say out, Bean. Come right, on, man. That's what I'm saying. You have to think it through. He says no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock, KROQ. Dally, one of my favorite What's Happenings of the whole week is happening right now. Yeah, we switch it up during this What's Happening on Fridays, and we like to talk about our playlist. It is called That's My Jam, and every member of the Kevin and Bean Show picks a song that they're into. Maybe it's something from the past that just came up on a different playlist, and they're like, oh, I remember that song. That's awesome. Or something brand new that you're just really into and you want other people to know about. If you go to at Kevin and Bean on all of our social medias you can find our that's my jam playlist just click follow you're gonna have brand new music in your ear holes every single week kevin you are up first with your pick mine was oh wow i remember that song i love that song Mm -hmm. the kooks an english rock band formed in uh, brighton they had an album out in 2014 named listen and the song that came up that i forgot how good it was is called bad habit you say you want to 
That's nice. a uh, that's a bop, man. It's so a bop. good. It's a bop. <laughs> Bean, what's your bop? I got a. Uh, do you have I, a bop? Do you have a first. banger? I have a secret song today. I'm. We're going to do no, a little different us. here. I'm going to play. Us. I'm going to play the clip for you first, and then I'm going to tell you who it is because oh. I don't want any kind of bias against the artist. Okay. It's Taylor Swift. It's Taylor Swift. And here it is. Money is the Bentley parked on Wall Street. Money is the new friends you make each week. Money is the inside guy at the bank. Money is the yacht that before it sank. Bet you never thought you'd want so much. Bet you never thought that piece of pie. So you sell your soul for a piece of the pie. Now you can't sleep, so you don't even want to wanna be like you. All right, what do you guys think? It's Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Uh, I wasn't asking you to guess the artist. I was asking you, what do you think of the song? That's bullshit. Wow, that kid, kid hates it. Hates it. Twenty-five years ago, she was a major K-Rock artist, and she is out with a new album featuring all duets. Her name is Cheryl Crow. What? And on that song, she teams up with St. Vincent. This album, by the way, has everybody from Eric Clapton to Sting to Chris Stapleton to Stevie Nicks to Willie Nelson to Joe Walsh. Uh, It's crazy how many people she's corroborated with on this album. And she says it's going to be her last ever record. Hmm. She's no longer going to make albums anymore after this. Would you ever have suspected that that was a Cheryl Crow song? Not even a little bit. I was convinced it was I would have given it more of a chance. I think it's uh, I think it's really good and extremely contemporary. I think it sounds great for 2019. So that is uh, that's my that's my jam pick. That particular song, uh, by the way, is called "Wouldn't Want to Be Like You." But there's a bunch of great stuff on the album, and I believe it is available today. And that's wow. my song for that's my jam. How current of you! <laughs> well, Jensen isn't in today, but his pick is from a woman named Natasha Khan who goes by Bat for Lashes. She's an English singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist. She's released five studio albums, and Jensen's pick is from her most recent album, Lost Girls, which was released, oh, today as well. Here's Bat for Lashes with The Hunger. Real like fumbling towards ecstasy. Yeah, it does. Sarah McLaughlin feel. I like, like that band a lot. Yeah. I do too. It's a good song. Very good stuff. My pick is an English indie rock band formed in Liverpool in 2013 called Circa Waves. They've earned really favorable comparisons to The Strokes, Arctic Monkeys, and this song is a single from their album. What's it like over there? It's fun, upbeat, but the lyrics um pretty topical. All about how. <laughs> I mean, the sky is falling. The world is crumbling around you. But don't let all the badness that's surrounding you change who you are. Like, negativity, negativity, negativity. Don't succumb to it. This is Circa Waves with Times Won't Change Me. Cut the corners. Cut the labels from our necks. If God is coming, well, God can save us. Cause these times won't change me now. Change me now, change me now, change me now, 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 now. 
little ragtime. Right? <laughs> I love a little ragtime. And then they launch into the entertainer, which is just... That is no, odd. Okay, they don't. Uh, good, good reference. <laughs> look it up, kids. Nice pull. Anybody like the sting? I'll give a call. <laughs> but that is our That's My Jam playlist. Again, you can find it on all of our social medias. Just search at Kevin and Bean Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, you will see the link for that playlist. That's my jam. New songs every single week for you. Some birthdays. Jeff Foxworthy, Rosie Perez, Roger Waters, Michael Winslow, and Idris Elba. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We have to start doing things to just make us look like we've got our act together here because we're all looking just really, really, really sloppy. Agreed. Yeah, good point, It's a little sir. too late for that. Yeah. Hey, forget everything you've heard on today's show. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it starts right now. Mm-hmm. Comedian, writer, producer, actor, podcaster, our friend Anthony Jeselnik back Woo! on the show. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Thank you, guys. Great to be here. You know, I couldn't help but uh, notice, I know you're a big uh, sports fan, a big uh, Steelers fan. You come in with your uh, with your Pittsburgh hat on. Did you watch the abomination that was the NFL last night? I did, actually. I did watch the game. And week one NFL is always a disaster. <laughs> uh, I didn't to- see it. What went wrong? Uh, everything. everything. Everyone every forgot how to play, play. football. <laughs> it was a 10-3 to 3 game uh, that it shouldn't even have been that close. And if you're a Bears fan right now, uh, uh, best of luck on surviving the season. <laughs> it's looking like a long year ahead of you. Yeah. But you also, when you when you don't play some key people in the preseason, you also you don't want to say game one is going to be representative of how everybody's going to perform going forward. Right? Oh, I feel like it's that way every season, no? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, you'd rather a guy be healthy for the start of the season and a little, and a little rusty than than uh, yeah. than you know firing all cylinders and getting hurt in week three. Are you still doing your uh, your podcast with the with the uh, NFL Network? Uh, we're not with the NFL Network anymore. Uh, the NFL it was short lived on the NFL. They couldn't okay. wait to get rid of me. Uh, <laughs> but we did a season on Comedy Central, and season two just came back. Uh, the first episode of season two just aired Tuesday. So oh, we are, fantastic! We're, we're back for a whole new season of that show. That's great. All right, so you've got two shows going on in addition to all your live stuff. And the reason you're here is because you are premiering on Comedy Central tonight with a brand new talk show called Good Talk with Anthony Jeselnik. And this is, well, I'll let you explain what it's all about. Okay, I'll do your job for you. Uh, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's kind of like, a, it's a little bit of a throwback talk show. Like, a, I compare it to Charlie Rose. Uh, with less sexual harassment, it's Good. just uh, it's just me sitting across the table from one uh, comedian friend of mine. We show a couple clips. We talk comedy. I m- make fun of them a lot. They make fun of me. It's just it's it's really is it's the conversation that comedians have backstage right before they walk on stage. Not just in the green room like you'd have on a podcast, but really that moment of here's what we're whispering to each other as we cross on stage uh, before we go out to, to do our next set that I think is uh, that no one's done before. You walk a really, really tight line of I'm making fun of you, but go ahead and answer seriously if you want to. 
Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, these are these are my good friends I have on the show, and they're all so established that the ego is there that you can't. They, no one's going to come in and just let me slap them around. But I gotta slap you around. You know, it's 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 I it's just the way. <laughs> gotta that give I me am. a few chances. Yeah. So the 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 uh, the Jesselink persona comes through, but I also want my guests to have a good time. It's yeah. very fun to watch your relationship with some of these, like Nick Kroll. You could tell he wanted to break a few times, and he did. Mm-hmm. And watching you, and when you finally do break, I'm like, yeah, they got him. <laughs> it is so fun to watch how you interact with these people, especially. A show that's going to be airing a little later. You and Tig Notaro. I could have watched that for three hours. <laughs> it was awesome. Everyone's got their favorite episode for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, some people like the sillier ones. Some people like the more tense ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the funny thing was, is we did six episodes without a pilot. I couldn't show anything to anyone. That's super weird. Wow. So you had to convince them... To do the show, not knowing what the sh- not knowing show what would be. the show was, and even as I'm convincing them, the show is evolving. So I'm kind of just trying to get them in the chair, and then everyone treated the show differently, mm-hmm. you know, and treated me differently. And I thought that was great. Yeah. I just loved whatever the guest gave me, and I have a different chemistry with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I have a different mm-hmm. chemistry with Nick Kroll than I do with Tig. Mm-hmm. Tig was a fight with the network to get on. They said, Why? listen, because they said her energy isn't like. Sitting and watching Tig talk for half an hour on TV isn't isn't high energy. And I said, guys, if you saw me and Tig at a party talking in the corner, just deadpan, looking at each other, talking, wouldn't you want to hear what we were saying? One hundred. And they were like, yes, we would. So thank you for thank you for. It's my favorite of all of them. I I loved it. I loved it. You fought with them about the title too. The title, it, it wasn't, it's just hard to name a TV show now. Mm-hmm. There's a billion TV shows. Everything's got a copyright that it took forever. And it was way more important to me just to get that done. And Good Talk with Anthony Jeselnik. I like the Anthony Jeselnik part. <laughs> but Good Talk is so generic that I make fun of it in almost every single episode. Uh, but it wasn't the big. It wasn't the biggest fight in the world. It's the only time we bumped heads. But to but me, God, it, it's generic. It works though because whenever you say to someone sarcastically, you're like, "Good talk." It could be that, or it could be like, <laughs> "Good talk." Yeah. So it's either one, and some of them are both. Then the title is for you. Thank you. <laughs> it's just Thank for you. you. I really wanted the Jesselnik Inquisition. Yeah, but that's they funny. thought that they thought it would just scare people off. You know, the uh, guests. I think they're right. Do they know you? <laughs> I think they're yeah. right to make that decision, though. Yeah, I, th- I think, th- honestly, they were. I, I can't I can't argue against good talk. <laughs> I just, Anthony, uh, you have been you. interviewed thousands of times in your long comedy career. Um, mm-hmm. Did you? Was it difficult for you to be on the other other side of it? Did you Did you learn something from what you don't like being asked when you were starting to think of questions to ask your guests? I mean, every question has a list of questions that every comedian has has a list of questions they don't like being asked. It's usually generic. You know, when did you know you were funny? What's your worst heckler? I tried to avoid most of those, uh, and there are questions that I wish I were asked. But people keep asking me, doing talking about the show. What did I learn? I'm not there to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching. You're there to teach. Wow. I'm teaching. I'm <laughs> asking them their opinion and then telling them why they're wrong. Uh, it was a really fun dynamic. I would ask these questions, these generic questions about comedy, and then argue with them until they were like, yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> I don't know why you even needed me here. You could have just taught a class. That's right. There or- is. Oh, sorry, Bean. I was just going to say, or just spoke at, uh, at home in front of the mirror for mm-hmm. as much as you were willing to give on some of those points. I mean, you were pretty committed to your ideas. Yeah, I mean, I just, I feel that I'm a comedy expert. 
Uh, you know, I've been doing it almost 18 years now. I, there's not a comic in the world I can't look in the eye and and talk comedy with. And uh, and that's what I love about the show. It's not just a civilian asking questions. It's a comic with just as much, if not more, experience. And if someone said, you know, I, th- I think you're wrong, I would say I put my resume against yours and, uh, and uh, your time is up. But you're asking subjective <laughs> questions that have no answers, too. <laughs> Or that everybody has their own answer for. Yeah, but mine's right. You know what okay. I mean? It's like, right. yeah, these, are, these are you know opinions. Yeah, these are opinions, but I, uh, but I believe that my opinion is the right one, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So we have opinions, but you, Anthony Justin, you have facts. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the way to put it. I've got, I've got time-tested opinions <laughs> sure. that, I, that I will not back down from. The, uh, the show is called Good Talk with Anthony Justin. It debuts tonight on Comedy Central with one of the funniest episodes, you and your friend Nick Kroll. Uh, and then it's uh, every Friday night after that. One question before the break, Anthony, and that is, why the bust of William Shakespeare on the set? That's It's funny. My sister gave that to me as a present. My first album was called Shakespeare. And I've been like, how can I get that, this thing the hell out of my house for <laughs> the last eight years? Just and this like, is an acceptable way because you're using it on a TV show. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, congratulations, the, show, the bust is now on the on TV. But I don't know. I, every time I'd be like, and get rid of this too. It would just magically end up there still. So I, uh, I finally snuck it on the TV to get it out of my house. I love that the set is just cast-offs from your home. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Comedy Central still has the big budget, I could tell. All right, quick break. More with Anthony Justin right after this on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. One of our very favorite comedians, Anthony Jeselnik, in studio with us right now on the Kevin and Bean Show. He has a new show on Comedy Central that debuts tonight at 11. It is called Good Talk with Anthony Jeselnik. And one of your best friends, Nick Kroll, is on the first episode as your guest. I I think I told you this off the air, Anthony, but I am so fascinated with the craft of stand-up because for us mortals, it looks almost impossible to do. I know how much work goes into it. And it's just so interesting for me to hear actual professionals talk about their approaches and their thoughts uh, on how they put the thing together. And and you made a reference to these conversations are kind of what you guys have, you know, backstage sometimes. Comedians talk a lot about the craft, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, comedian as a profession is right up there with, with astronaut, uh, you know, neurosurgeon. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's an important thing that we do. And everyone does things differently. And there's a great quote. I think it was Doug Stanhope who said, if you give a comedian advice, you're just trying to tell them how to be more like you. So once you get past that, where you are your own character, no one's really giving you advice. It's really becomes fun to talk about the philosophy of comedy. And I think all my guests are at that point where you, I wasn't afraid to get to inside baseball. If mm-hmm. the audience doesn't know what a term means that comics use, they can figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have to explain what bombing is on this show. People should know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, our audience knows for sure. They certainly yeah. know it firsthand. Um, you asked a great question of uh, Kristen Schaal about the comedian that you could bring back from the dead for one performance. I won't spoil mm-hmm. what her answer was, but it totally made sense knowing her. But who's yours? Oh, God. Just, I mean, I mean, it was kind of a mean thing to say you bring them back to life for one performance and then they immediately go back to being bad. <laughs> it's a little selfish. Uh, it was yeah. a little sad. But, but it does for, give you that a few extra minutes with the person you admire. Exactly. Uh, for me... Uh, I would have to say Mitch Hedberg. I never got to see Mitch Hedberg live. Yeah. I discovered him late. Uh, he does it, a similar it, thing that you do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when I first started, every older people said, you're Stephen Wright. Younger people said, you're <laughs> Mitch Hedberg. And I never got to meet the guy. I never got to see him perform live. And I've never heard a bad word about him, uh, either on stage or off. So you're happy that Richard Pryor will stay dead then, it sounds to me. That's my takeaway from your, your answer. Controversial. I was never a Pryor guy. 
I was never a pride guy. I was That's never a Carlin unusual guy. for a comedian. Every, wow. I know. Every comedian says those are their favorites. I didn't care about the guys who talked about their lives. I didn't care how crazy their lives were. Uh, I couldn't relate to it. I like joke guys. Mm-hmm. I like the Rodney Dangerfields. I like the Stephen Wrights. Those guys meant way more to me. So quick than... hitting stuff, not stories that yeah. are funny. It didn't. I, I didn't put any kind of uh, premium on your being open and vulnerable. You know, be funny. So I didn't. Uh, that never resonated for me. I think it's certainly a brave thing to do, but but he wasn't one of my. Uh, he wasn't one of my idols. That totally makes sense. Um, what do you think of the new Chappelle special? Because it has been, uh, you know, in some corners controversial. Some people seem to love it. Some people think it's the worst thing he's ever done. You know, I got to say, I, I fall somewhere in the middle. I, uh, you know, I watched this one. I, th- I, th- I got to tell you, I liked it more than I've liked uh, his previous Netflix specials. I agree. I thought it was, I thought it was the most polished, and it seemed like he's kind of getting into his groove. I think the controversy is overblown. People keep saying, why do you get away with this stuff and he doesn't? Because he's a million times more famous than I am. <laughs> and, and I thought the things, that, like the deplorable things that he would say, like I don't believe the accusers uh, and things like that. I thought there For was Michael a, Jackson. Yes, yes. I thought there was, a, there was a bit of a twinkle in his eye that has been missing from other specials where I knew he was kidding. You know, yeah. I knew he was pushing the envelope. Yeah. That I didn't find it offensive at all. And the payoffs were the jokes really worked after he said something that most people people go, oh, mm-hmm. wait for the joke because you're going to laugh really hard. <laughs> he had some great jokes and people want him to be this moral center. You know, a lot of comedians refer to it as old man Dave. Like, he just seems like he's a little bit older. He's a little bit less out, He's a little bit uh, less in touch. He's making $20 million a special. You're not going to be in touch. You know, <laughs> that, uh, that I, I forgive him that. And I, I'm surprised at the outrage on this one. Uh, your, your shows are amazing. You've got everyone from David Spade. We talked about Nick Kroll, um, Tig Notaro. You've got Natasha Legero, who you have been friends with the longest of anyone that was on. I think so. I think so. I enjoyed a specific game that you played. On that one, which I'm sure you're aware, is the one about um, dumb things that morning DJs ask you, and how would you respond in a way that you actually, if you actually could respond truthfully, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that so much. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm glad you did it because it could have gone either way. Oh no. Been like, oh no! You just threw because me under it's the all, bus. Because it's all those questions that are so easy to ask. Like, does comedy have a line? What's it like being a female comic? Like. Those are the dumbest possible questions, oh. and you probably get asked those questions every single radio stop. You get it a lot. If if, I, if a DJ ever says, uh, so Wikipedia says, I'm just like, oh, oh like, no. whatever's coming next <laughs> is going to be rough. Uh, it they, was good. They, they didn't do much research. But yeah, that was a game we played with every comic. Really? And, but Natasha played it the right way. Amazing. Where she was the really like F you to yeah. every one of them, yeah. and that's all we want to do. And I won't say the, the other game you played on that episode but it was my favorite thing of the whole series. I'm just saying, watch, watch all of them because they're all excellent. I keep picking favorite parts of each one. I think you can, I, I, I know what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. I think we can give away the name of the game okay. and then they can wait. Okay. okay. Am, I, am I guessing right? Was Is it How Do You Like Your Harvey? No. No, no, no I did like that. that. Can game? I give away, it's sure. a 16-year-old Pinterest or someone oh, else. You know what, go I ahead. won't, I won't. This if you want to say it. It, it is, it is. I, I almost wanted it to be a surprise because uh, I okay. can't wait to see yes. the reaction. It is so 
Good. This one, Comedy Central Standards and Practices called us and said, this is the funniest thing we've ever, that's ever come across <laughs> our desk. It's my favorite thing we on the whole series. Wait. Yeah, that, I'm going to get a phone call about that one for sure. For sure. I know, that, <laughs> I know that Bean is way on your side on that yes, one. I'm yes, I'm way, way on your side. I mean, it's just, every, every comedian looks at that every day and is just like, what's going on? Honestly. Yeah. Oh, when you guys watch it, you're going to be like, that's what they were talking about. It is. It's so good. Uh, Anthony Justin in the studio again. We're talking about his new show debuting tonight on Comedy Central called Good Talk. It's very funny. How many nights a week are you still going up uh, in front of a crowd, Anthony? It's changed a little bit, you know, since I had the last. Spe- I was here for my last special uh, mm-hmm. at the end of April, and I've been trying to get back into it. I've been busy with the show, of course, and since this is my fifth hour now. Everything's just gotten harder. There's less to talk about, so I'm going through the same process where I go up at the comedy store or Largo, and I- I've got new jokes. I've got to fill 15 minutes. A lot of that is humiliation, you know, to, uh, of, of trying out still. new jokes. Oh, still. And then you got to go home. You're so embarrassed to go home and write new jokes. So I'm trying to get up almost every night, but it's a slow going where I've got maybe, maybe four jokes that will end up in the next hour. And I like <laughs> oh, them, but the your rest jokes of are it, so short. That's going to be a long wait. And these are even shorter, like short versions of those jokes. And I'm like, man, this is going to take forever. But is that, is it much more different, difficult once you have a career and you've done four or five hours? I now you so. have to avoid repeating and everything else. I think so. Some comics don't feel that way. It gets easier because the crowd they have their own built-in crowd, and the crowd just wants to hear them talk at this point. You know, maybe do greatest hits a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't have that in me, so it does get much harder than me. It harder for me. I just it just sets the bar higher. Yeah, I've got to clear it. I've, I'm so proud of my last special. This next one's got to be better. I can't just go up there. And How talk. long would you guess this next one's going to take? I mean, it depends. If the, if the TV 40 show, years? If the TV show keeps going oh, well, on. Yeah, true. Uh, you know, I think I, definitely within 10. I don't want within to Within 10 years. I'm 40 years old. <laughs> I mean, slow down. I feel like 50. Why like, the rush? That would be if I'm just constantly working in TV and I get to work on jokes on the side. That would be it. Okay. If things, if this show doesn't work out or I get more time off than I would think, then all I have is stand-up to do. So if things get in the way and they are the older that I get and the more opportunities I get, but uh, but I'd like to get out as soon as possible. I just don't, uh, I just don't know what that is. And after the last one, I'm still so proud of it that I'm kind of resting on my laurels. You know, I'll just, that is, uh, I'll still take, basking in the glow. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take a, a break and do some television. You know, it's not like I'm, uh, I'm just sitting at home. The uh, Netflix special, by the way, is called uh, Anthony Justic Fire in the Maternity Ward. And that, of course, like all so things good. on Netflix, is uh, available now. Comedy Central tonight. Good talk with Anthony Justic. This has the, uh, I think, has all the thumbs up from everyone in the room, by Loved the way, it. on this show. So definitely check it out. It's great. And Anthony, we appreciate you getting up way too early to come in and see us today. You're the only people I do it for. So. <laughs> Thank you. You bet. Thank, Thank you very you. much. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. It's always so fun this time of the week in the uh, forty plus year history of the world famous K Rock. We played a lot of great songs, and we've also played uh, Handlebars by Flowbots, which was one of the suggestions for this week. <laughs> nope, <laughs> which did not make it for Texter One Hundred. I'm talking about Keep It One Hundred. I gotta keep it a hundred. Keep it a hundred. Keep it one hundred. I keep it one hundred. So if we have it, we play it for you. You pick the song. Uh, Texture 99 was for the Flowbots. That didn't work out. Uh, Texture 101, James, I feel you from Westminster looking for Bull in the Heather by Sonic Youth, which is a great song, mm. which I would not have been mad at, but I'm also not Manny from Vernon, who is Texture 100 and joins us on the phone right now. Hey, Manny. 
Hootie hoo. Hootie hootie you as well. What's going on in your world? Give us the 15-second overview of Manny and his life. Uh, work, take the kids to soccer practice, go to sleep, back to work. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. That's okay. it. Yeah. Very, very effective. All right. <laughs> um, how, do you come, how do you come to pick the song that you are going to be asking for here in a minute? Uh, well, since uh, you're leaving us soon, rest in peace, um, I was thinking about a British band. I like Oasis, and I, I don't hear this song enough. Oh, all right. You want to introduce it to the... Hold on. Do you you know something about Bean? You said you're going to be leaving us soon. Rest in peace. He said R.I.P., yeah. I mean, I keep hearing you guys saying the same thing, so yeah. I'm assuming no, no, you guys know No, I mean, we're going to kill him, but yeah. did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think that had gotten out. <laughs> well, But I, is... I, do, I do have a special request, this, uh, since this is being a British band and uh, Bean being British... Okay. I was hoping you would introduce the song. Oh, Manny, I love you. Wow. But in the English accent. Yeah. This one's one's for Manny and Vernon. He wants to hear Oasis. (laughs) Don't look back in anger. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Manny. Keep it 100. Oh, That's a great song. Man. Thank you, Manny, from Vernon. I'll tell you something. You know how sometimes a song gets associated with something and you can never think of it in any other way? Mm-hmm. I think that song, although it was already you know a beloved song, particularly in Manchester, after the Ariana Grande thing, mm-hmm. how the, the city kind of adopted that as their yep. theme song, yeah. as their strength song. That's what it makes me think of now when I hear it, and it makes it even more impactful than ever before. Ali, I know you're a huge uh, Oasis fan. I suspect you'll get this one right. When was Don't Look Back in Anger released as a single from the second Oasis album? What's the story, Morning Glory? Don't Look Back in Anger is so mid-90s it hurts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, was it so mid-90s that it's 95? Or is it so mid-90s that it's 94 or 96? This is the thought process that Allie insists on uh, doing out loud. I will say that it is definitely... 96. 95. 96. Why did you change it? You had it. Yes. Because she wants to get credit for all three of those. It was 1996. And fun fact, it's the first Oasis single that Noel sang Mm -hmm. the lead vocals on. That potato. How that potato, indeed. Great uh, choice. Thanks again, Manny and Vernon. We'll do it again next Friday. It's Keep It 100. Keep It 100. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, this what's happening Mm -hmm. on Fridays Uh is when the wheels come off. Oh, dear. (laughs) Too late. I think the wheels were already off and we're upside down in a ditch with (laughs) Kevin Hart driving right now is what I think. Allegedly. Hey, um, Allie, before we get into your final uh, what's happening here. Yeah. why do Kevin and I keep posting the worst ever throwback Thursdays? Like, why would we, you why do we open ourselves? But why do we open ourselves them. up for abuse? Because they're funny. Though? Did you see no, his I post didn't. yesterday? I didn't see it. Explain yourself. Well, there is no explanation for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it, my answer is too. Every time, oh. it is a photo of me. And I'm about, I don't know, 20 or something like that. And I'm standing there with my mom, RIP. And I'm wearing maybe the worst outfit I've ever worn. Love it. 
And that is really saying something. It's like First John all, Stockton length shorts, like dolphin shorts. The tiniest little shorts. You can mm-hmm. see my religion in these shorts. Oh, That's how small no. they are. <laughs> nope. Nope. And, and by the way, they're Dr. Pepper shorts. So it says I'm a pepper on them. Sure. And then I'm wearing a T-shirt that looks like it's at least two sizes too yeah. small. Black socks. Black socks. Converse. And really dirty Converse. And, do and you I've got have a, a mullet? And I have a mullet. Okay. And, oh I, and, I, and I have a mullet also, yeah. That's an amazing picture. But you look at this picture and you think, okay. He that looks, guy's in the NBA. He looks so <laughs> tall and lanky in it. And then you think to yourself, is he growing in this picture? Like, is he <laughs> physically getting taller as I'm looking at it and busting out of his clothes? Wow. That is truly a great photo. It really it's, is. I re- I feel, but I, what I feel like, I guess what I'm saying is somebody with a track dart should have taken me down. <laughs> And well, I think that's true of both of us. And refused to let me out until I learned how to wear an outfit. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason this. I w- I shouldn't be wearing this in my own backyard by no, myself, no. much less out on the street where people have to see me. Yeah, we uh, we need Kevin and Bean at Kevin and Bean to repost to, that. Uh, repost oh, that. It's up. It's up oh, on the Instagram okay. and the Twitter. Oh, yeah. there it is, right there on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are those? Yeah. It's <laughs> what? Why? Uh, and I don't by know. the way. At the time, I assume both of us went, yeah. Looks good. Well, we this must is have what I, we made the choice to this put is that my on, choice. But, but how did I look at that and not realize what a terrible look that was? I mean, I feel like your mom knew because she's wearing glasses. And <laughs> well, she's I blinded like, her. She's trying not to appear <laughs> um, away. she is in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think my outfit, she went blind, and that's why she's wearing the dark glasses. But anyway, if you want uh, oh, to laugh at the, at the bad man, you definitely want to go to the Kevin Amin Instagram or Twitter account and see this. But it is one of the most humiliating things I've ever seen. <laughs> that you it's, posted. I know. It's funny, that's why. <sighs> Gives me the shivers look, just when, looking at it. When you give up trying to look good in pictures, it's mm-hmm. so freeing. Yeah. You just go, all right, I don't look good in pictures. I'm good. Okay. I guess yeah. that's true. Start yeah. posting stuff. Why not? All right. Well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to um, sleep myself up over that for a long time <laughs> and uh, let Allie do what she do. Uh, so we wake up very early for this job. Yes. Um, I wake up and usually the first thing I'm doing, like as I'm trying just to get out of bed, is I will glance at the trends on Twitter, mm-hmm. just see if anything big broke overnight, that type of thing. So when I see Bill Hader trending on Twitter, yeah, my heart dropped because he's either dead. Or he's been accused of something awful. Or something mm-hmm. else. Or something else. Right. Why but isn't the, something else first? Something else is never first. <laughs> okay. So I click on it. Oh, my God. You guys, people are really saying that he gives an Oscar-worthy performance in It Chapter 2. I can't wait. Across the board, people are like, I have never seen Bill Hader act his ass off like in this. I cannot wait to see that movie. Agreed. <gasps> he's a great actor in he Barry, really too, is. by the way. Oh, he's so good. I love him so very much. Have you seen uh, the post of him talking about anxiety? I haven't. Oh, he yeah. talks about how he's had anxiety his whole life. And probably the worst show you could be on with anxiety is a mm-hmm. show called SNL, where it's live and you have one chance to That's do something. scary for people who aren't anxious. Absolutely. Go and find that video because it talks about how he's kind of figured out ways to combat it. He'll never figure out how to get rid of it entirely because I don't think you do or yeah, can. It's yeah. not possible. But he created a way of, of thinking of it as this little monster. And that's his way around it. It is 
wonderful. You see a person like that and you do not think that they have that issue. No. No. Well, as we were just to be talking supremely about confident. the last segment. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you think he's got it all together because he's Bill Hader. A debilitating anxiety. And then he would go and do live comedy sketches in front of millions on television. Mm-hmm. It's it's just crazy. You just don't know what people are going through. Prince, same thing. Absolutely. Scared to death to get in front of an audience. <sighs> Good times. Good times, everybody. Let's talk about Bean's pictures more. Let's talk more about Bean's junk. It's creating so, my anxiety. So you, you were circumcised. We can tell that from the picture. Um, just cool to know. I'm, I'm just glad that it looked like recently, too. I'm just glad that everything fit into the shorts, by the way. That was my it didn't, first biggest of all. fear is that, you know. Humble yeah. brag. We get it. Just we know what you're saying. We're picking it up. Good stuff. Oh, all right, you guys, a little more Kevin Hart news. We now know like how bad it really was after his car accident. He fractured his spine in three places, according to a new report. He had surgery in L.A. on Sunday night to fuse the fractures, fractures two in the thoracic part of his spine, one in the lumbar. He will never be the same again. With yeah, those kind I, of I would think injuries. even it, when he gets better, he's still going to probably have yes. issues. That sucks. Ugh. So while he recovers, it is prompting a lot of changes. Um, they are doing a delay in a $7 million court battle with his ex-business partner. So they're pushing that back, as well as a couple big movies up in the air now, including the movie My Own Worst Enemy, which was a project he was supposed to star in and produce. But TMZ reports that he had just wrapped two big movies, Fatherhood and Jumanji The Next Level, days before he got in the accident. So those two movies are still, you know, on target, coming out. Yep. Good times. But wow, that uh, that accident is a lot more serious, I think. You don't want to break people. your back. That's what I'm yeah, saying. No. You don't want to fracture your spine in three mm. places. Mm. That is not good. And uh, a lot of us didn't know this, but Jeremy Renner launched an app in 2017 to connect with his fan base, share exclusive content. But we now know he had it because he has shut it down because trolls were impersonating him on the platform. And he said, and I quote, the app has jumped the shark, literally. Jeremy, God damn it. <laughs> it did not literally jump the shark. It's an app can't jump a shark. Literally. Stop using literally when it's not literally. Wasn't there a time when we talked about literally and either of those were acceptable? The right definition well, of literally and also the wrong definition. Well, the people who are wrong would argue that, yes. Okay. Literally. Literally. Yeah. But uh, he has closed down his app, and the company that runs the app told him to shut it down immediately, refund people. He said what was supposed to be a place for fans to connect with each other has turned into a place that is everything I detest, I can't, and won't condone. So, shut it down! Let's go home! <laughs> he apologized to his fans and said they can still connect with him on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. So a lot of ways to reach him if you would like to. What would the reason be you'd have to want to get in touch with Jeremy Renner? You like his acting. You love his okay. singing. <laughs> okay. You know, maybe fewer the that second category, but okay. You never know. You never know. And if you're uh, looking for a new dating app, well, Facebook has just launched theirs. It's called Facebook Dating. Free to use. They launched yesterday. Fact, announced you don't have a yesterday. choice. You don't have a choice. You are on it right now. Um <laughs> said it combines data pro- profiles with algorithms dedicated to matchmaking. 
It Which means what? They're going to find other people with the same type of stuff? They're going to link it as well, integrate it with Instagram. So I think maybe things you like on Instagram, they'll start matching you that way. Hmm. Um, But Nathan Sharp, who's the product manager of Facebook Dating, said in a statement, we're giving people the ability to integrate their Instagram posts directly into their Facebook dating profile, giving people the ability to add Instagram followers to their secret crush lists and in addition to Facebook friends. So I think they'll look across those platforms, see what everyone's into, and then figure out the algorithm from there. And then sell it. And then sell it to all sorts of companies overseas. Pretty much only the olds are left on Facebook anyway, though. So it doesn't really affect many people we know. Yeah, but they own Instagram and uh, we're all on it. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. You guys think back to when you were in high school. Did you drink coffee? No, I did. You did? Well, I mean, I've been going to Denny's since I got to America. And um, yeah, coffee has always been part of the experience. Sure. Interesting. Because I I didn't have coffee. What age were you when you came to America? Four. Fifteen. Okay. (laughs) Four years old. Fifteen-year-old being sitting in a booth. It's like just black coffee. (laughs) Denny's. I like to sit at the counter like a 30s hobo. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. Like a 30s hobo. Good times. Well... I didn't drink coffee until college, and my roommates all found that weird. They were like, wait, you didn't drink in high school? But now, more so than ever, kids are drinking coffee in high school. Age 13 to 18, people who drink coffee every day has risen to 37%. That's interesting. Which is, I just, that's, wow. I'm a little bit surprised by that because most young people, kids, for instance, hate coffee. Yeah, but they they maybe like the little jolt of caffeine, but sure. I don't know. But they talked to a director of the Nutrition and Health Research Lab at the University of Buffalo, did research for over a decade and found that within the range of what is normally consumed, which is anything between one can of soda to a couple cups of coffee. Couple. Couple. It doesn't seem to have adverse effects on physiology or mood. But that being said... Caffeine consumed in the afternoon or evening will disrupt a young person's sleep. And young people need sleep more than adults because that's the imperative time where you need sleep for healthy growth, academic performance, that type of thing. So there are downsides to it. And you don't sleep well at night and you need coffee in the morning. Yeah, it's (laughs) It's just it's a cycle. Endless cycle. But it just shocked me that that many people, 13 to 18, were drinking coffee. Yeah, me too. So, uh, it was a little study. Let's get out of here. Happy birthday, Jeff Foxworthy, Rosie Perez, Roger Waters, Michael Winslow, and Idris Elba, and that's what's happening. Thanks, Ali. SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with Stryker and Klein's commercial free-for-all during your drive home today. Bean, how do you feel about your uh, sound effect machine? Well, we had a, a computer meltdown here. Just at, at the uh, start Mission of the Control, show. And uh, <laughs> we'll find out if this works. So, all right. wish me luck, everybody. Good, Good luck. luck. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Okay, one. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Exactly. We have it all documented. It's documented scientifically, not just words. Uh, yeah. Just pass it around. But I do believe they land on the moon. What you talking about, Willis? Just pass it. 
Okay, I'm, um... <clears throat> I'm afraid that's all the that time we have for today. Four more minutes, Dick. Not for me, pal. Anyway, have a great morning. See ya. Bye. ISIS won't stop until every last one of us is pink mist in the wind. Cut. That felt good. Yeah, it was great. The one note is, maybe on this one, don't do the ISIS stuff. I'm giving you gold. Don't make me shovel crap. Yep. Yeah, we, we won't. Bong, bong. Is it Heimer? It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.